I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Once upon a time, in the mountains of Cordillera, there lived ferocious ethnic tribes. One of their most ubiquitous tools was a steel and wood axe used for wood carving, hunting, and to cut off the heads of their enemies. Fast forward to 2021, the Australian government held a ceremony in Canberra to return the ancient relic back to the Philippines. But how did a century-old heritage item from the Philippines end up in Australia, and why is it so important that we recover it? Let's find out in this episode of Teka Teka. I'm Izili Puma Podcast. It was June 2020 when a suspicious axe was imported into Australia. Someone there had purchased the item online from a seller in the United States. But upon landing, it was stopped for inspection by the Australian Border Force or ABF. Corina Reyes First Secretary and Consul of the Philippine Embassy in Canberra shares what happened when it landed in the country. This axe was intercepted by the Australian Border Force. It was a shipment from, from the U.S. apparently. Our understanding is it was ordered online here in Australia from the United States and it was intercepted by the Australian Border Force. So we were quite uh, surprised or impressed that Australian Border Force officials are capable of, you know, identifying items of cultural significance. So the ABF informed the Office for the Arts that they believe this item that they intercepted may be uh, an item of cultural significance. Later on, experts found the object to be an authentic Igorot steel and wood axe dating from early to mid-20th century from northern Luzon in the Philippines. It had been taken out of the Philippines in breach of Republic Act 10066 or the National Cultural Heritage Law. After a thorough inspection, the axe was handed over to the Embassy of the Philippines in Canberra in November 2021. The return of the cultural artifact on our anniversary year 2021 was the 75th anniversary of Philippines-Australia relations. It was really an icing on the cake. It just shows that our partnership is expanding even more and that our cooperation is that strong. We can facilitate these kind of activities because our friendship is strong, we are open to each other, and our governments have a very good working relationship. The acts can be described as a forged steel, rectangular axe blade with a sharpened frontal edge and a projecting spike. The slender tang is secured within a steel jacket that wraps around the top half of the wooden handle capped with a hammered brass sheet. It was associated with a number of Igorot subgroups such as the Ifugao and Bontok Igorots who form part of the larger Igorot communities in the Cordillera region. 
Cultural anthropology's Nestor Castro says, Axes like this were used by hunters to chop off the heads of their enemies, a tradition maintained until the early 1900s. Yung nakita ko sa Larawan na isinoli ng Australian government sa Pilipinas ay isang head axe. Ibig sabihin, pamugot ng ulo na ginagamit sa Cordillera. Particularly sa mga probinsya ng Mountain Province, sa Kalinga, sa Abra, then sa Cordillera Administrative Region, maraming ethnic groups. Dahil nga ito ay ipinapalagay na 19th century head axe. So, nung panahong yun, tawag dyan ay igurot axe. Yung hugis niya ay kakaiba sa ibang klase ng panakol na matatagpuan sa iba't ibang parte ng mundo. Dahil meron siyang dalawang side. Yeah, meron siyang spike o pangtusok na wala sa ibang panakol sa ibang bansa. Ginagamit siya na dati, Nung unang panahon, kapag may mga labanan, merong panangga yung kalaban, ito yung pangtutusok doon para maitaboy mo yung panangga niya. O kaya kapag ginagamit din sa hunting, nakuha mo na yung halimbawa usa o baboy na mo, pwede mong tusukin at buhat-buhatin. Nestor says communities and mountain ranges were composed of villages. And these villages would have disputes over territorial boundaries which often resulted in warfare. They severed the heads of their enemies to prove their courage and bravery. Kaya ito rin ay mga warrior communities. Ang mga namumuno ay nakakakuha ng prestigyo dahil sa kanilang kagitingan sa paglaban. Kung mas marami kang napugutan na kaaway, mas kinikilala ka na isang karapat-dapat na leader. At saka merong declaration of war sa pamagitan ng mga magkaaway na villages. Napugot na ulo ay nagsisilbi bilang trophy. At uh, ito nga ay kapag na nakuha, display sa komunidad, sinasayawan, at yung natuyo na bungo ay display pa sa ilalim ng bahay para patunayan kung ganong kagiting ang may-ari ng bahay na yon ilan na ang kanyang kaaway na napatay. So, why do we consider this as a heritage item? Heritage, ibig sabihin, na-inherit natin yan mula sa ating mga ninuno at nagpasalin-salin. Ang cultural heritage ay maaring tangible or intangible. Pag intangible, yung mga uh, epiko, mga kanta, mga kasanayan, pero ang tangible cultural heritage, ito ay mga objects na pinagpapahalagahan ng komunidad. So itong ganitong klase ng head axe ay pinagpapahalagahan ng mga komunidad sa Cordillera dahil ngayon bibihira na ang nagpo-produce nito. Kung meron mang nagpo-produce ngayon sa pang-araw-araw na buhay, hindi na gumagamit ng ganyan. Dapat din tandaan na kapag sinabi nating cultural heritage, hindi siya totally lost. Hindi siya wala na. Yung wala nang nakakaalala o kaya wala nang nakakaalam. Kasi ang cultural heritage, dinawasan na karaan pero relevant pa rin sa kasalukuyan. 
In a message by the National Commission for Culture and Arts or NCAA Chairman Arsenio Lizaso, he said, Cultural heritage is priceless. It is a reflection of the value systems and traditions transmitted from generation to generation. It helps us understand who we were, who we are, and who we may become. The Philippines has a national cultural heritage law which aims to protect, preserve, and promote the nation's cultural heritage, its property and histories, and the ethnicity of local communities. So how did a century-old heritage item from our country end up on foreign soil in the first place? Nestor can only think of one way. Nung ang mga objects na ito ay nasa Pilipinas, hindi naman pinoprotektahan. Kaliwat kanan na ibinebenta sa mga kolektor, sa mga foreigners, at kaya nga nailalabas sa ibang bansa. Kabilang na halimbawa ang mga ito, mga at risk o mga endangered, halimbawa mga mummies ng Cordillera, no? Napaka-fragile nito, pero naibebenta sa ibang bansa. Paano nakalabas? Hindi rin maingat tayo. Cultural heritage pieces like the Igorot Acts are significant because of what they can tell us about our shared history. Relevant siya sa mga Pilipino kasi gusto nating pagpahalagahan, gusto nating alalahanin ang mga gamit na katutubo sa ating mga Pilipino. Lalo na sa mga kabataan natin, hindi sila aware sa mga ganitong bagay. Kaya pag nakita nila sa Pilipinas, nakita nila sa museum, nakita nila ni Retrieve, nagkakaroon sila ng understanding na ay ganito pala ang mga gamit ng aming mga ninuno o ng mga kapwa Pilipino. Ganito pala ang kanilang kultura. Ang pinaka-importante ay yung stories to tell ng mga ganitong objects. Mas relevant sa atin ang mga stories kesa sa object itself. Ang object ay behikulo lamang ng mga istorya. Again, I'm Izzeli. This episode was edited by Presh Capistrano. Follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen. Maraming salamat po.